This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Christoph Trapp, thanks for listening to another episode of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Max Randstetter. He is the whole host of the Wild... Um, what is it again? Get Wild. No. Max, <laughs> you can, you can just call it the Wild... <laughs> what is it again? No, it's the Wild Business Growth Podcast. Wild, wild Business Wild Business. Awesome. And of course, the company that's behind that is Hippo Direct. That's actually how it was going to start. And Max's <laughs> branding is just so, uh, so fantastic. I remember Hippo, um, Hippos because they're just all over the place and all the branding. And then after the show, I was on, on your show, Max, I don't know when, two years ago. Or it, something. Was, uh, it was yeah, January, end of January 2019. It feels like it was just yesterday. Okay. Yep. That is a long time in marketing world. Who knows what I was talking about? But <laughs> who knows? Um, but after the show, you send uh, what some people would call tchotchkes, right? Little swag mm. to people. And my daughters, they still use the cups that have the hippo on it. So every once in oh, a while, no I remember they still it still exists. It didn't make it into recycling or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that, that's so nice. I'm glad your daughters are enjoying the. Uh, the, the hippo tchotchkes there and uh, not to offend any, uh, anybody in the recycling community, but altogether, <laughs> that's good. So as, as Max would say though, right, let's get wild. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, awesome. I'll, I'll file a lawsuit for you using that, but it's okay. Oh, please don't. <laughs> um, I'll give you a pass. Uh, I will cut it out. Let's see. I have to remember how to do that. No, I'm um, let's talk about, um, podcasting. So you're you're definitely out there. You have all kinds of strategies on how to get your podcast in front of people. Talk about what's what's your philosophy behind podcasting and how did you get started? Yeah, of course. So of course we'll get meta here as this you know podcast about podcasting. But podcasting is something that I first discovered a few years back. I had heard the term before, but my first time experiencing podcasts from the listener standpoint it was actually in the sports world uh, I'm from Cleveland big Cavs fan and some of the Cavs players at the time Richard Jefferson Channing Fry they had a podcast called Road Trip and which they still put out from time to time but I, uh, it was my first time hearing something where you felt like you were sitting there in the locker room with NBA players and I just thought that was the coolest thing and so it was kind of I listened to a lot of sports podcasts at the start and then I started getting more into business podcasts and the same thing applies where you feel like you're in the room having a conversation or, or listening to all these amazing business experts and extremely successful people and so there's just there's that intimate nature of podcasting that I think was what really drew me in, in the first place is because it's just there's nothing like it you can't really compare it to any other form of marketing out there or anything that's too close to it so that's what's really neat from the listener standpoint from the production and, and hosting standpoint, you know, you mentioned the our, my family business, Hippo Direct. We were thinking of ways to market the business a couple of years ago. And podcasting, we just kept 
brainstorming. It kept coming up and coming up, and we knew we wanted to start one. And once we got into it and started interviewing all these amazing people, including yourself, and sharing their stories and letting the guests really tell their stories, that's where it really took on a life of its own. So it's really, really powerful from a networking standpoint. It's really, really powerful from a, a brand awareness standpoint, to mention the hippos again. Um, and it's just, it's a very... It's a very fun and natural medium, so it's really exciting that it's it's picking up and progressing in the way that that uh, the industry really is over the last several years. And you know, it is true that you're actually part of a conversation, and you can't certainly we can go in and we can edit things out, mm -hmm. right? But at the end of the day, the things we say we can't change them in like in, in a watered down way, like you can do in the written word, right? So the marketing team can't take their um, you know, sterilize everything down to, um, to the nth degree. Um, so yeah, it's, it's like people talking to each other, right? And sometimes people say a company wrong or you just kind of roll with it and, and move. Forward. Right. Um, what's, what's your philosophy? Like, how do you plan a podcast? What's the, how do you pick people to come on it? Yeah. So I think, so, so we can get into kind of the more, the, the big, the, the big the, uh, we're, we're rolling with it. Like you mentioned, we can get more to the basics or key steps to start a podcast a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But I think for now, as far, as far as your question on how do you figure out who to have on, um, I'll use the example from the Wild Business Growth Podcast. So we're all about <laughs> wild ideas and people that have turned them into wild growth. So something that I love to do is think of when you think of future guests, think of someone that has a really, really fascinating story to tell and also make sure that there's going to be enough value to your audience. So um, Dave Jackson, who's a very, very uh, an amazing person in the podcast industry. He does school of podcasting. He works with Libsyn, one of the main hosts. For um, I was at an event where I saw him speak and he said, when I'm the host, I'm, I think of myself as the goaltender and I am stopping the balls <laughs> being kicked at me uh, from getting into the net. And I act like I'm the goaltender and my entire audience is behind me. So, you really have to keep your audience and your listeners in mind the entire time and think, how can I make this the most valuable for them? So the main, it's, it's really important to think what's going to be valuable and fascinating to hear. I mean, you hear all the time that it's so important to have a mix of education and entertainment. So edutainment, if you will. Um, and then as far <laughs> as meeting potential guests, obviously you got to put yourself out there and, and make connections, whether that be in person or online but the this social media world that we live in is incredible and we have access to reach out to people in such a more direct and easy way i mean i love using instagram direct messages and and also emailing people but mm -hmm. the world is just so much more connected and it's so much easier to reach out to people than even just a few years ago so it's really really powerful and that really helps when you're when you're reaching out to potential guests well, I'm going to catch that ball right there and uh, make the save <laughs> for a second. <laughs> good. Uh, good. I see what you did there. Uh -huh. um, so, but uh, it's very, um, it's, it's very true. It's so easy actually. So I have, uh, I've connected with so many people on social media and I sent them the, the calendar link, right. To, to book time with me, mm -hmm. um, like what you did. And I actually had to move some people because there's just like, I can't record five podcasts in a day. <laughs> And, well, I mean, I guess I could. You could, yeah. Some Mind point. over matter, I think. <laughs> you know, I'll get tired. Um, I had to move people. 
Um, but they're so it's so easy. Like I'm just like I was, I, heard, I saw somebody ta- a tweet about mark uh, revenue marketing. I was like, oh, nobody has talked about that. Do you want to come on the show? Um, yes, you know, and I've <laughs> I've seen her stuff for a long time, and very few people say no. Um, quite frankly, most people want to share their stories. Uh, every once in a while, I get somebody who you know I had somebody the other day um, who said they have to run it by the PR department, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, that happens. Um, yeah, they were supposed to talk about DevOps or marketing ops. That's a new term out Ooh, there. Yeah, uh, that's we didn't we didn't we didn't use that I, know, I, five years right, ago. Right. I guess I, I won't get into my DevOps portion then. <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into the basics here. How do you start? How do you determine? Um, like, how did you get into it? What's the the things people should consider as they get going? Yeah. So there's some, a few basics that are really essential to to make sure you iron out before you officially launch your first episode so when you we're gonna we're gonna really get back to the basics here when you think take a step back and look at what is a podcast or what are the main elements of the podcast the key things that you need to figure out and are crucial are one podcast title so how's your podcast going to be known obviously that's you know that's how people refer to your podcast that's how people find your podcast another one is your cover your cover art because whatever medium your listener whatever spot or platform your listeners are listening to your podcast on they will see your artwork and most people use the same artwork for every episode some people make some tweaks per episode but most of the time they're going to see that artwork all the time so it needs to be something that's eye-catching but also very clear what the podcast is it needs to be on brand uh just to go back to the hippo theme you'll notice with the wild business growth podcast we have a giant hippo chomping on the words in our cover art just to be on brand for us. And another thing is the description. So think about it. If somebody stumbles on your podcast in one of the different platforms, if they see the title and the artwork and they are intrigued, that's great. But they also might not know completely what that podcast is just from those two things. So your description that is a little paragraph, maybe half a paragraph or a couple lines that you put that you put out there that describes your show that is super crucial as well because that can make the difference from somebody stumbling on your podcast and trying it out because they're interested or someone saying, eh, you know what? I'm not really too sure about this. So description, again, it needs to be, it needs to get your potential <laughs> listener excited and needs to stop them in their tracks. And there needs to be that element of excitement and fascination there, but it also needs to be concise and clear to the point of say, Hey, what can I expect? You know, what can I expect on Max's podcast or what can I expect on Christoph's podcast? So those are those are three key elements that people can tend to kind of handle quickly or glide over. But before you even start recording, it's really important to get those three things super ironed out because it's it's difficult to adjust those things as you get further down the line and have, you know, dozens or, or several hundred episodes. Mm-hmm. And what's how important? So I'm just thinking about um, like all the the different terminology people use, right? So mm-hmm. some people say content, content marketing. Now I'm calling it content performance in my next book, right? Somebody says, mm-hmm. "What the heck is content performance?" I'm like, "It is the next level of content marketing, huh. marketer trap here, since you're <laughs> a marketer trap." But do you know what I mean? Like, there's right. a gazillion words for the same thing. And how do you, or, or related things, how do you pick the right words? Like, how do you know what to go after? Or do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's kind of, and, and this is a developing 
side of things as the industry gets bigger and there's more and more platforms. Um, I know, Christoph, I know you talk a lot about and you're very familiar with the SEO, search engine optimization, that side of things. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of the same approaches can that <laughs> apply from the web can apply to setting up your podcast and online as well. Um, what's, what's exciting is, you know, these main players like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, you know, Google Podcasts, obviously with the power of Google, they're growing and growing. Um, you know, this is being recorded on Anchor, which is owned by Spotify now. The, huh. All these platforms are getting better and better with the, cur- the, the search keywords. And Google Podcasts, I know, is even making it they're they're creating transcripts for each episode and i don't i don't think they're released publicly but i know that they're creating transcripts for what's being recorded and that material is going to be used in search functions as well and i think apple podcast is doing the same so just the stuff we're talking about right now even if you don't put it in the description or you don't put it in the episode title on some of these platforms if you use the keyword enough then <laughs> it's going to come up when somebody searches for it so that part's very exciting the, the, the challenge is making sure that you don't, you know, just use the term marketing or the term business, you know, things over and over again that are so general and it's so much, mm-hmm. uh, so many people using that same word that it's not going to stand out. So it, that, again, goes back to being, you know, making sure you talk about the, the topics that are important to you and your listener, but also being concise and niched down enough to your focus that you can really, you know, focus in on on what you're known for. Mm-hmm. Um, so very interesting. So I actually did blog about that over on authenticstorytelling.net, um, how Google Podcasts, you can now search, right, directly, yeah. uh, e- everything. And of course, you know me, I tried to test it. I couldn't validate it or, or, <laughs> or not. It's because you don't know what, what should you search for, right? So I searched for some things I thought I knew were, were mentioned in podcasts. And I don't know if I got good results. I don't know if I got bad results, honestly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I don't, I don't but, think anybody knows. Maybe Google knows. <laughs> but it's but it's super cool that you can now have these podcasts. And I mean, I listened to one earlier. That was like two and a half hours. You know, I mean, while yeah. I was at the gym, and then I was driving around, and you know. So I mean, that is that is breakthrough because now you can actually rank for those things. And the news, I didn't know what you just said that that anchor is now owned by spotify so maybe we can use that as a point to to jump off so i use uh the mm-hmm. anchor app and and so here's kind of my setup currently um i i try to make storytelling content marketing simple for people so for example i said you know i didn't i, I lost the word in the title of your podcast and i'm going to totally use that as an example in the opening like Move on. <laughs> no hard feelings. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like Max, Max had my right. back. Let's... Well, well, to me, to me, but no, okay. <laughs> well, we'll re-record it in a minute. But um, so, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to make things easy for people to tell stories, and one way to do that, in my opinion, is um, when you have the right tool. So, Anchor hashtag not sponsored here at all, other than I use them, but everybody can use them, and they. Right. Um, it's just an app, right, on your phone. I got it on my iPad, too. And then I send you a link to record. And then it automatically distributes everywhere. And what, what's interesting, the reason I was just thinking about that is you said Spotify. So, you know, it pushes the, the um, approval to all the different channels, right? And Spotify gets approved almost instantly. Like, you set up a new podcast really? and yeah. it's approved. It's on Spotify. 
So that makes sense, right? Because Anchor owns Spotify or Spotify mm-hmm. owns Anchor. And then the other channels take a little bit more time, right? Usually Apple Podcast takes the longest. Um, so what's what's your setup when you when you record? What's the uh, how do you record and um, what, what tips do you have? Yeah, well, usually I just collect my checks from Anchor and Spotify and then call it a day. But <laughs> tip, <laughs> no, this is this is not true. Um, I this is really cool because this is actually this interview is my first time using Anchor. I actually this is the first time. I, I downloaded my phone today for the first time, uh, and I have heard a lot about Anchor and how everything you hear about Anchor is how easy it is to use. And if you want to get your podcast set up the easiest way in the quickest way and get it up to everywhere you want, then Anchor is the way to go. So I uh, just in this experience here, it's, it's very, you know, first impression, it's very, very easy to record. I mean, you made everything easy. Uh, on your end and making it set up for me as a guest, but um, it seems very, very easy and simple and fun to use. And I know you've had a lot of success with it. So that's very cool on the anchor side. Uh, On my side, the side I'm more familiar with (laughs) until today is I use a, and I did a ton, tons of research before I started the wild business growth podcast, but I use a a third party host. My host is Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. Are you familiar with them, Chris? I, I am. Yep. I used them as well before. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Okay. So Libsyn, so when you get set up with a third party host like that, then, which I love Libsyn, by the way, then it kind of, it's acting in a way the same thing that Anchor is, is where you, when you publish your files to Libsyn, it spits them out to all the different platforms and apps. Uh, and, and to quote Dave Jackson, again, it's really like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. They're really mirrors of your rss feed which is what you set up on libsyn so mm-hmm. they're just taking whatever you upload and putting them to all those different platforms so it's pretty it's pretty simple and straightforward once you get that initial setup complete so i use libsyn from the hosting standpoint i also uh this is one of my first times ever recording just into my phone i like to use for my podcast i use a mic i love the atr 2100 usb mic and I'm totally not affiliated or sponsored with any of these guys. I just like to share what tools I use. And mm-hmm. um, it's a really, really good bang for your buck, Mike, because it's got a USB cord. And you, if you want to plug in right into your computer, which is what I use all the time, or it's got an XLR cord if you want to record with a multiple mic setup and plug it into a mixer or a, a recorder there. So I use the mic. I usually record into audacity on my laptop which is free software and i'll, mm-hmm. I'll record i'll record directly there and do my editing on there as well and on top of that if i have a remote interview like we're doing right now anchor i know you can go right through the phone when i do my recording i like to go through zoom which i know when i interviewed you on wild business growth podcast that was through zoom as well which for anybody that's not familiar it's it's just like skype if you're familiar with skype but Zoom, you can isolate separate tracks. Um, you can edit out things like a siren if a siren's going by. <laughs> and um, it's, it's a really, really nifty and free tool for one-to-one calls. So that really, as far as getting my podcast recorded, those are all the tools I use. Um, I think a big difference between the setup I use and using Anchor is I think while Anchor, while everything is more quick and easy and, and to the point and you, you can record everything there typically if you want to get a little bit more 
if you want to go towards, you know, higher quality mics, options like that, then most of the time you can do that through a setup with a third-party host or recording directly into your computer. Also, I know Libsyn has, it depends on the plan you use, the subscription you use, but you can get pretty advanced stats depending on how much you want to pay per month on that. <clears throat> um, so there's, there's, some, there's some key differences there, but I think both of them are good routes, uh, great routes, actually. It just depends how much time you want to spend and kind of the, the pre-production process and um, the editing side of things you can get more hands-on kind of using as a, a third party as opposed to everything all in the same app as well. But you can, from what I've heard, you can do some editing in Anchor as well, right? You, you can. And I was just going to uh, actually echo what you just said about it depends on um, what you're comfortable doing. It depends on kind of what your goal is, right? So my goal is to help people um, feel that storytelling is relatively easy, right? So that's one reason why I use it. Um, yeah. The other reason is I, I really like how quickly I can do things. And you can edit. Um, it's um, If I had to edit a lot, it would be a pain. But, so, but mm -hmm. for example, um, there is an editor in there, uh, but it's on my phone, right? So, do, right. so we're talking, we're going to end up probably around 30 minutes here or so. And that's a big file. So I have to zoom in and then like I have to find the right spots. And, and there is actually, it's, so when I'm recording just by myself, there's a button that says add flag so I can flag the spot and it shows me what I flag. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yep. But the button is not here when you record it with a friend. So oh, um, sorry, Christoph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so it's not there, but, but you can edit, you can trim. So when I, um, but what it actually does is the second your friend joins you to record, it's recording. Like there's no, I only have one button, which is finish recording. There's no other buttons on the app. And, um, it just starts right, so I have to trim no matter what. And even at the end, once we once we're done, we'll probably you know chit chat for a couple more seconds. I have to cut that, and then you can mm -hmm. also cut things in the middle. And when you when you split stuff, what it does so so think about it this way: if you have thirty minutes and you split out a minute in the middle, um, which I did the other day because we list, lost the connection, you know. So mm -hmm. I so I the guy I didn't he didn't notice, so he was just talking. I was like, well, I can't just have a minute and there nothing. So I cut them cut two quotes together and they did end up working but when you do that the way anchor does it is um, it has the file and then it creates three files the file the audio before the split the split and then the audio after the split and then i have to put them back together do you see what i mean mm, so it's yes. not it's not like that is not how they teach you editing in school but that's how anchor <laughs> does it um and you know for my purposes it works but it's uh, you're absolutely correct like uh, if you want to be really fancy, you can't do that. You can add music. Um, I don't know what I'd be interested to hear your opinion on music in a second. Um, but yeah. the way you add the way you add music, um, I wouldn't want to have music on a thirty-minute track, right? So at the beginning, a lot of times I I, um, I I record an opening and that has the music, and then the music fades out, and then we start talking. But that is right. that's it. I can't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> i gotcha yeah so it kind of it has some of the essential things but it's definitely it's built for speed it's not built for this you know full detail that if you want to go kind of crazy or all in with the editing and, and finishing so i see what you mean there yep so what's your opinion on music you have wild music at the beginning of the <laughs> um of your yeah. podcast 
Yeah, the bongos. Yes, bring it. Yeah, the bongos are great. So I think so. Music to me, I I think it from from the listener standpoint, it is nice when there's a little bit of music in there every now and then, just to you know mix it up a little bit. Um, I do. I, I definitely agree with you that for the main parts of the talking of when you're talking and when you're interviewing your guests that you definitely shouldn't have music in that part. I mean, I've listened to some podcasts before where people put some subtle background or elevator music in for almost the whole time. And to me, I just find that very distracting. So mm-hmm. you know, really what people are listening to you for is the value and the value and entertainment that comes out of what you're saying and what you and your guests are conversing about. So the key part there is obviously your voices and what you're saying. So you don't want to distract there. Um, I love doing... <coughs> an intro and outro song. And for me, it's different parts of the same for the wild business growth podcast. It's different parts of the same song, just cut and sampled a different way. And I also have chopped up a little transition beat that I do. And for, for perspective, I mean, my podcasts are typically closer to an hour. So a little bit longer, but I typically like to drop in a little transition beat there. Another few bongo beats as we talked about um, to break up, any key changes in segments or I'll put in some background music when we're doing an ad read in there as well. So it's definitely important there. Um, the key thing there is to make sure that, and I think anchor probably has some, some preloaded music that you can use or, or maybe through partnership with Spotify. But um, the key thing there when you are using music is to make sure that it's licensed because you don't want to get into any legal drama. And this is kind of a, this is a messy part of the podcast podcast industry right now is i mean there's over 700,000 750,000 podcasts out there and you know i mean i've heard them myself i'm sure you've heard them there are podcasts that you listen to where they play clips of something else or they play music that's like well-known songs things like that podcasting you know like radio or like tv like film like these mm-hmm. di- all these different other mediums Legal rules still, laws still apply on this about <laughs> who owns the music and the copyright laws. So there's not clear, you know, at least at the time of this recording, there's not too much knowledge about like who's actually going in and searching through all new podcasts to see if music is licensed or not. But I feel like at some point that will happen. And people who do use music that they're not properly licensing are going to get a, a, a major headache, to say the least, to put it lightly. So it's definitely good. I mean, I use, I love to use the site Jamendo, J-A-M-E-N-D-O. That's where I get my licensed music and recommend people. But there's so many good options out there. You don't need to, you know, for example, take something that's a, you know, a number one hit by the Rolling Stones <clears throat> and throw it in your podcast. Like <laughs> there's, uh, right. there's, there's way safer ways to go. You don't want to get into any legal drama there. And, and, you know, the other thing too is, so we did this at United Way. Um, you know, we created videos and all kinds of things, right? And, you know, we got the music from local musicians. So we would mm, go to yes. them and say, hey, you know, we heard this song. Can we use it? And people were like, heck, yeah. And then you give them credit, <laughs> of course, right? So, I mean, I was just thinking about that, too. Right. I was just, um, you know, I was editing the, the next book um, earlier today. And I started making a list of who is quoted, right, in different chapters. And then I actually sent the the screenshot to them so there's like robert rose is in there holly adams who is a um hr consultant andy mm. crestadina um there's others right so what i'm doing is i'm saying hey 
I quoted this. Let me know if you see any issues or, and usually people are like, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, yes. You know, and, and so the Rolling Stone, well, bad example, but you know, um, Taylor <laughs> Swift might not be so excited for you to use her music, but the local musician, right. They might be like, awesome. Of course. I, you want me to write you a piece? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? I, yeah. I, I'd like to think Taylor would handle it the same way, but you never know. But the uh, yeah, that was actually some. We didn't end up doing it. We didn't. But we, that was one of the things when we were launching the Wild Business Growth Podcast that we were considering is having one of our, you know, one of my childhood friends. Actually, my brother is one of his best friends. Uh, create music because he's such a talented musician. But we ultimately decided to go in a different direction, more from a time standpoint. But um, there is, if you listen to my episodes, and as you know from the Wild Business Shout Out of the Week section. There's a, a tiny few second, maybe one second portion of every single episode where you can hear me playing harmonica in it. So that's an <laughs> example of what you're saying. <laughs> right. Very interesting. So um, why should people even consider doing a podcast? What's your opinion on that, Max? It is the most intimate way of getting your story out there and your listeners or prospects if you want to use it from a, a business standpoint your potential your prospects for them to get feel feel a connection and an understanding of you and your brand and it's so much more meaningful than just you know a single tweet or a single email something from that regard it's a real opportunity to create a relationship between the listener slash prospect and you and your brand and as we're seeing more and more and i'm helping many business owners and especially in that small to medium business size space with my podcast services you can really use your podcast as a marketing tool so anything you want to talk about from a marketing standpoint or a brand building standpoint you know a storytelling standpoint you can put that into podcast form and you can make it about anything you want i mean there there's no there's no such thing as being too specific or too niche in the podcast world because however as specific a niche you get, there's going to be people out there that there might be less of them, uh, fewer people that are focused on something that if it is super specific, but they're going to care more deeply about it. So, so people will find you if you keep doing it for long enough and, and are smart with how you get your podcast out there. I, you know, from, so I grew up in print journalism, right? And mm -hmm. I think of podcasts, it's, um, I agree with everything you said, it, but there, it's also another way to really maximize your content. So, for example, 20 years ago, right, we wouldn't have done a podcast on this. I would have said, hey, Max, can I interview you for a story I'm doing um, on podcasting? And then I use some of your quotes and other quotes, right? Um, mm -hmm. But here, people, first of all, there is no real censoring or anything like that going on. Um, but you're... That's probably a little strong of a term, but you know what I mean? I'm not cutting down anything. You right. Said. People yeah, can it comes listen down to, to how much you want to edit. Yeah. Right. People can listen to the whole thing and they can say, oh, that's interesting or it's not. Um, but it's another way to get the content out there. And, you know, it's it just it's very easy, um, relatively easy to do once you have everything set up. Um, the other day I had um, Madeline Scalar on. Well, I didn't have her on, but I. We tried to go on and she couldn't get it to work, right? So we mm. finally said, um, let's just kill the podcast and let's do a live Periscope. And so yes. we, because Periscope now offers um, live audio, right? Only. And, mm -hmm. and so the next step might be 
you know, when you and I are recording a podcast, do we also live stream it? Now, uh, right. the word of caution is both of us will have to have two devices in their hands, right? Um, so <laughs> I don't know how many people are willing to do that, but that is another option to get the message out there. Um, it is. I actually, I, I have one more one more yep. point on here because I think it's a really, really good question. Probably what a lot of people are wondering is, okay, this podcast thing is enticing and interesting, but like why, you know, what's the real real reason behind it or why, why is it growing in the first place? But I think um, you, hear, you hear some people touch on, but I don't think it could be stated enough that the power of the audio form of content is really, is really astounding. And when you think about how everybody's feeds and phones and, and life really is getting more and more crowded with so much content from so many different people. And, and I know you talk about on this podcast, how, you know, the age of organic reach, at least from the social media standpoint, is, is really dying or over. There's so many, it's just so cluttered out there that audio is really special because you can be doing other things and it demands less of your attention than all these other forms of content do. So you could be, you know, the most popular time that people listen to podcasts is while they're driving or commuting or while they're working <laughs> out at the gym. So you can be you can be even from the as a listener, you can be outside of work hours. You can be doing something totally different, but have your headphones in or or play your podcast from your speaker or or smart smart speaker like Alexa Echo, and you can still learn and soak in this information. And compared to you know video or looking at images, some of these other mediums, you know, forms of content out there. Audio is just way more effortless as far as a listening standpoint. So I think that's why we're seeing some of this boom is the the more wider availability of these smart speaker devices and the uh, ease of delivery of podcasts to so many different platforms and directly to your phone. So a couple of points on that. Very interesting. So uh, the, so the long commute times in the United States and really, you know, even in, in Western Europe, at least, um, I don't know about Australia and those kind of places, but um, they're helping us because people need something to do. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. And but what's funny about that? My wife, I said something to her about podcasts, and she said, "I don't have time to listen to podcasts." And I said, "Just listen on your commute." And she said, "Are you kidding? My commute is like three minutes, uh, which it is, but that's not the norm, right? A lot of people drive a lot further." The other thing. Um, as you mentioned, Alexa um, devices. So this podcast is actually now available on Alexa devices. Oh, there as you go. A skill. And uh, the, the new one on the book, right? So the book one, Content Performance Culture. Here's what I, I'll be interested to hear what your thoughts are. But so, I, so Joe Polizzi, the mm -hmm. godfather of content marketing, um, he launched Will, The Will to Die, right? His first mystery book. Yes. <laughs> and the whole thing is available on podcast channels. And I, I really love that idea when he talked to me about it. And I, I know what he's trying to do, and it's awesome. So I was like, I'll do the same with my next book, which is coming out in February. And so I started reading the chapters, and I listened to them, and I hate it. And my, my daughter says, it sounds like you're reading. I'm like, well, I am. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't read them. Maybe I should just take the topic and just talk about it, right? Like, why does it have mm. to be word for word? It's not about the words. It's about the, like, are you telling the same story? And the... so, so that's launching later in December um, on, on that channel. And so basically, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to not read them. I'll just, you know, if you want to read it, buy the book. Um, or if you want to <laughs> listen to the topic, 
you can listen to the podcast. So I'll try that. But that's super interesting. Have you gone on? Have you put your podcast on Alexa devices yet or not yet? No, no, it's definitely it, it's on the to do list. I definitely want to do it at some point. Just haven't <laughs> got to it yet. So I, I'm, I'm curious. Well, we'll have to circle back. And I am curious to see what kind of insights you draw from that, because I think it's a I think it's a really smart move. It just kind of right now it feels like it's there's, you know, probably in the next five to 10 years, you're going to be see so much more smart device, smart speaker adoption that then it's like that's where you're going to really see the impact from it. Probably not too much right away. But I think it's I think it's really smart to do it that way. Um, I was also I was listening to your episode with Joe Polizzi and I to, you know, full disclosure, I love Joe and he's been on the pod, Wild Business Growth <laughs> podcast as well. And so I was familiar with his book before. I even actually my, my father and I met up with him for a, a coffee at a coffee shop in Cleveland as well from Cleveland. Um, and so I knew this book was coming, but I had no idea until he kind of revealed tipped his hand a little bit that he was releasing it audio first. And I, I, I just think it's totally brilliant. I mean, I, I, I binged it in a matter of three days just because I was so excited when he started <laughs> yeah. releasing the episodes out there. And so I think it's a, it's a really, really powerful tool. It would be interesting to see what it does to his actual, you know, printed book sales and official audiobook uh, listens once that or downloads once that officially comes out. But from mm-hmm. your standpoint, I think I think that could be a good, a good approach as well. Um, I know you're inspired by him to release some stuff audio first. And so I, I, I agree. I, I don't think it needs to be word for word, but it could be, you know, your perspective or someone talking about the background behind this chapter or behind the book, or it could be really more of a, a, a teaser or an, an accompaniment to the book. So I think it's, right. it's a no brainer that, but books, books aren't just books anymore. <laughs> books aren't just right. books anymore. I mean, there's, there's the whole audio side of things and world capabilities from that as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely a changing world. Very, very interesting to see what's happening. Um, what other final tips do you have that we haven't uh, touched on? I would say one other, to, to, to keep it simple, whether this is on Anchor or whether, whether this is when you first buy your actual microphone, if you are using a microphone, make sure you practice them practice and by that i don't mean you know read off scripts and try to memorize a bunch of stuff because that's you know as you know if you try to memorize too much stuff it it feels scripted and your podcast isn't going to be the best it can be but just get used to talking into the mic or talking into your phone if you're using anchor just make get used to doing that in your natural conversational voice because that's when podcasts come out the best is when they have that when the host and the guests have that natural conversational tone I think far too often first-time podcasters or first-time people speaking into a mic have the tendency to kind of totally overdo the radio voice to the point you get kind of an announcer voice like, oh, thank you, Christoph. Thank, let's see what's next. You know, that whole side of things. And it really, I mean, it took me a while to figure this out. Like it took me several episodes of doing my intros to kind of calm down a little bit and just speak normally. But it makes a big difference when you can be relaxed and speak in your natural voice because the mic or your phone is already picking up your voice. You don't need to become an announcer to help that <laughs> in any other way. You definitely have to speak up though, right? You have to um, enunciate a little better than, or, or more than you would if you're just sitting, sitting next to somebody at a dinner table. Right. Yeah. It's it, yes. My, the mic technique or phone technique, wherever you're speaking into, it's definitely important to be consistent 
with how close <laughs> your lips are and how, you know, the volume level you're speaking at. But the distinction there is you don't need to, you know, force a, a faked voice for the sake of the recording yourself. And do you stand or do you sit when you record? Well, it's, it's funny because most of the time, because uh, I, I have a setup at my desk where I have a, a boom, a, an arm that comes off the, the corner of my desk and holds my microphone. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, vast majority of the time, I'm sitting at my desk or I'm sitting at a desk with a person if it's an in, in-person interview and sitting. However, for this interview, and maybe I was just inspired because it's my first anchor interview and uh, first interview on like, my, my phone this way. Uh, I have been standing and, and walking around the room a little bit because sometimes it helps to think of ideas or react to questions that way. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a mix, but I'm more used to sitting. You have me out of my comfort zone, and I like it. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's what I'm here for. So as you are going on to podcasts, I would highly recommend see what works for you. I personally like to stand uh, or, or even walk around a little bit just because it opens up your you know, your voice. Um, but of course, I mean, people on TV, they're sitting, right? They're right. not really standing. So you can, you can certainly read a newscast or be on a podcast while you are sitting down. Fantastic. Max Brandstetter, host Wild Business Growth Podcast. There you go. We definitely got wild. We definitely got wild on this episode. <laughs> Indeed. Um, th thanks for sharing all the tips. Of course. Thank you so much, Christoph. This has been an absolute yeah. blast. And uh, if anybody, anybody has more questions about podcasts, they're starting a podcast or whether a podcast is the right fit for them, you can just go ahead and email me at max at hippodirect.com. Or uh, if you go to our website, hippodirect.com, there's a button there called build my podcast. And we'll uh, get in touch about how you can use a podcast as a marketing tool. And uh, as you know, Christoph, it can be a very effective tool. Absolutely. Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening until next That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.